are worthy of all praise, all glory, all honor, and all praise. We glorify your great name. The name Jesus comes from Yeshua, meaning Savior. And that is your name. And that's who you are. And that's what you do. You're Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Lord. You are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. You are the great I am. You are the good shepherd. You are God Almighty. We thank you, God, for who you are. We thank you for all that you do. And all that you do is because of who you are. We thank you for what you do for us. We thank you for what you've done in us. Lord, you are worthy of all praise. And we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Well, we are officially in the Christmas season. If you felt the hectic craziness, then you know we're officially <laughs> in the Christmas season. It gets busy, doesn't it? It gets wild, it gets crazy. And uh, you just had to, to watch it, you know. You have to protect yourself from things. And, uh, and that's from the busyness and the craziness. Uh, when... My youngest son, Luke, was about this old. Uh, he was finally eligible to play flag football. And so uh, we signed him up for flag football, and, uh, and, and that was a trip. I mean, you see those little big guys out there with the shoulder pads and their helmets on. And, and uh, just, just watching them play is fun. But uh, he, got his, he, he got his uniform, and... Uh, played his first game and you know he, he might have played one or two plays I don't remember but, uh, then practices would come and, and 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 he wasn't really all into that and uh <laughs> then the games kind of got less and less that he didn't really care to go up and I'm like oh you going we, we we paid the money you going and uh I said look you, you signed up to play football and he said oh he, he said I just wanted the costume <laughs> And so, uh, we just, that was just one of the funniest, I mean, there's funny stuff coming out of that boy's mouth, but I just wanted the costume. I pray that as a child of God, that you are in this for more than just the costume. I know some people, when it gets time to, to be a part of the work of, of driving your soul deeper into devotion with the Lord. Some people want to sit on the sidelines. Because it's work. Because there's everything under the sun that's trying to pull you away from him. But as we draw closer and closer to, to Christmas, we're in this Christmas season. I, I'm, I'm bringing this four-part series that is maybe different than your other Christmas sermon series. Because I didn't want to warm over some Christmas sermon hash and try and serve you some leftovers. Uh, I didn't want to just give you some information that you already knew, but I wanted to, to come and encourage you during this season to actually become even more intimate with the infinite. Amen? Because what happens oftentimes is, is we, we, we think um, about the Lord Jesus and his coming, but it's just kind of a superficial you know, it's, it's in the back of your mind. I mean, that's why we do all of this, right? But the fact of the matter is, we, we put him in our list of to-dos. And sometimes, most of the time, if we're not intentional, he gets pushed to the back of the list of to-dos. 
And, and, and what's unfortunate is, number one, that he's on the to-do list, but then it's even tragic that he gets pushed back and back and then off the list. But I want to encourage us as Christians to draw deeper and deeper with the Lord. I want to look in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. And, and, and this passage of Scripture is talking about the wisdom of God, the mysteries of God, the, the deep things of God. And it says in verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit, Holy Spirit, capital S, for the Spirit searches all things, searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. There are deep things of God, and the, and the Spirit of God wants to take you into these deep things of God. And, and let's go on to verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man, which is in him. Notice that's lowercase, little s, spirit. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Amen? You've received Him. If you got saved... You received him. For what reason? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. It is his intention to take you into greater knowledge, the deeper depths, the deep things of God. It is the intention of the Spirit of God to take you as your tour guide into the deeper things of God. Amen? And so as we become more and more spiritually in tune and more and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and His leading, where is it leading us to? Into deeper knowledge of God. In a, in, a, in, a, in a tighter relationship, a closer bond with God. That's what He's leading us into. And, 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 and that's exactly where we're called to be. That's where, that's where the Spirit that is within a man is most satisfied and fulfilled. And so that's why there is that yearning and yet... If I get full, if I get full on junk, I'm not really hungry for good nourishment food. And so the, the stuff of this world can actually uh, cause us to pull away from the deep things of God. I want to look at another verse of Scripture. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Romans 11 and 33 says this. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. If you, if you take it serious and say, I, I, I want to know more about God. I don't want to just know more about God. I want to know God more. I want, to, I want to know him in a more intimate way, in a more personal way. I want to be so, so in tune with him that all he has to do is whisper. All he has to do is, is, is breathe my way. And I know that's God. <laughs> I just had a God encounter. I just heard from the Lord. I just had a divine moment. I want to be so in tune in, in the depths with the Lord that I am that sensitive to him. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to be intentional. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Because the, the chaos of this world, uh, the calendar right now will actually uh, uh, prove my point. How many of us, our calendars are getting just packed and there's new things every day? I just had uh, two new appointments just made between the two services. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. How many of us, it's just getting more and more crowded all the time. And the closer you get to Christmas, you say, well, I got to do these things. 
I got to do these things. I got to go to these parties. I got to, I got to uh, do these events. I've got to do these things. And, and it just gets busier all the time. And it's not meant to be that way. But I'm reminded of an illustration that Brother Joe Smith, I, I first came to Sand Springs in 1986. I was 12 years old. And they over there in the brick building, which is now the children's building. That was the whole church. I remember sitting there at Christmas season. It was probably that first year that he gave this illustration. I've never forgotten it. He said a new child was born to this family, and that child was uh, uh, just a, a, an infant when people wanted to come and celebrate. This was the old days. They wanted to come and celebrate the birth of a new child. And as they were coming, congratulating the family, it was wintertime. They'd take your coat off, and, 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 and they'd throw it on the bed. And eventually, people started saying, so wh- where, is this, where is this baby? We want to see the baby. Only to realize the baby was laying on the bed, and all of the coats were thrown on the bed and suffocated the baby. This Christmas season, please don't let the reason for the season be smothered out by all the busyness and the chaos and the things to do and all of those things. But let's seek first. In other words, not just the first day of the week today, not just the first part of the day early in the morning, but first in priority. He is first place in everything. Amen. He's first. As important, as intriguing as the divine depths might be, they defy the discovery by the natural means of our minds. In other words, you're not just going to think it up. God reserves these things for those who take the time to wait for him. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to wait for you, Lord. I'm not just going to rush through a little devotional thought on a a Monday morning and and get about my busy schedule. No, I'm going to sit in your presence and I'm not getting up from here until I know I visited with God. How do I know I visited with God? Because he changes things in me. I may have sat down with a chaotic mind. I may have sat down with a busy schedule and knowing the things that I have to do today. But I get up in peace because I've met with the Prince of Peace. Amen. And and so this is is where it's found is, is intentionality. It has to be so guarded and we have to be so diligent and vigilant to say, no, I will grow more and more intimate with the infinite. I will get to know him even more and more. I, I, it's not enough to know about him. I need to know him. It's not enough to just drop by his house on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I need him at my house every morning. Right. Amen. Yeah. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. I quote it often. Paul, the greatest missionary of all time, the, uh, who wrote more of the New Testament than anybody else. Paul, uh, he says, oh, that I might know him. But in this one, it's the Amplified Bible, and, and it, it really brings out that word to know him. And this so that I may know him experientially, becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him. Amen. I, it, just knowing him more and more and more and becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely. And in that same way, experience... The power of his resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers. Are you experiencing it? Uh, I pray that we all are experiencing his resurrection power in us and that I may share. uh Uh-oh, here it comes, the fellowship of his sufferings. Who wants to sign up for that? I don't want to sign up for it, but the awesome thing is that when I suffer the most, he's the most close. 
and I grow more like him when I'm suffering alongside him by being continually conformed inwardly into his likeness, to his death, dying as he did. This is a, this is a verse of scripture that it starts off as like a refrigerator magnet. Man, I, yeah, I ought to know him. And then the fellowship of his suffering and dying his death. The fact of the matter of the dying of his death is to say, Lord, all of my wills and wants, they come second place to yours. I want to be more like you. I want to, I want to go through whatever I have to go through in order to uh, be more like you. I was on my way to Baylor Hospital one day, and I'd been listening to some sermons by Manly Beasley. He was a spiritual giant. He, he, he was also a man of God, lived with numerous diseases, he said he'd supposed to have been dead uh, long, many, many years before he actually passed. Uh, he actually did the funerals for numerous doctors who said you were, that he was going to die. Uh, he lived by faith. And he preached a message about faith. And I'd been listening to him and, and, and the closeness of, of he and the Lord and how he would talk about the Lord as if they had daily walks through the garden together. And, and, and I'm driving down the highway and I said, Lord, I want to have that kind of relationship. And he spoke so clearly to my heart, and he said, you want to go through what he went through to get it? This man lived with constant, excruciating pain. And here's the thing, under his testimony, he said, God told me that he would heal me if I wanted to, but I wouldn't know the closeness that I know through the fellowship of the suffering if he did. And so he said, I chose the pain. He would, he would have different parts of his body just die off. I, I've watched him, uh, videos of him preaching sermon, and, and he had, had cut his fingers off that morning. And there he is in the pulpit preaching about the Lord. And I was like, hey, Lord, I want to have that kind of relationship with you. And the Lord said, you want to go through what he went through to get it? You know how long it took me to answer that question? A little bit. A little bit. I'm like, ooh. Now it's time to count the cost. The fellowship of the suffering. Finally I said, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I want, uh, whatever, I want to know. Now I'm going to tell you something. I don't, I don't know him that way. I don't know him near the way that Manly Beasley knew him. Um, but I desire to. And I'll continue to press in go into the deeper depths of knowledge. I'm not satisfied with just wearing a costume. I'm not satisfied with sitting on the sidelines, being a part of the team. I want to be in the deep depths with the Lord. Amen. I remember uh, that was several years ago that Miss Christie and I, we, we took our first cruise. And uh, first time I ever snorkeled. And uh, we, we jumped, we were down in Belize and, and jumped out of the boat and and, and they'd taken us off this little island. We were supposed to drift toward the island. And, and, and she jumps out of the boat. I jump out of the boat. And they, they give these little life jackets that you, you blow them up to inflate if you want to stay bobbing around. Or you can deflate them and you can dive down. And, 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 and you got all the gear on and everything. And, and she starts to panic because you can see the boat for a second. Then you can't see the boat. You can see the boat and you can't see the boat. And she starts saying, I, I think I need to get out of the water. I said, babe, just look, look down. Just look down. And the peace 
of when you quit trying to find the, your bearings and just look into the depths. And all of a sudden, oh my goodness, look at what's down there. Amen. Then all of a sudden, she just calmed down. And we just enjoyed this nice little snorkeling adventure. But if you've not gotten to know me yet, I'm not satisfied bobbing around like a cork. And so I deflated my life jacket and I'm swimming down and, and I saw cool things. I saw, I saw this. I, I'm not sure what I'm looking at for a second. And all of a sudden this dude comes with a gaff and it was a lobster. We had it for lunch. <laughs> and it was, it was so cool. And uh, uh, the deep depths. You got to do what others aren't willing to do to get what others will never get. I remember it's another trip. I don't know why all these memories are flooding me right now, but I remember if you were here all those years ago, I preached a sermon. I had a bicycle up here on the platform. Uh, that bicycle has now been worn out and thrown in the dumpster. But uh, we were at, at Glen Rose, and we were at the state park there, and, and uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the top of that mountain. And so I, I ride my mountain bike up to the top of the mountain. Now, the older people, they were in the previous service, so... Y'all don't tell them I said this. They were satisfied being back at the camp playing dominoes. I can play dominoes anytime. I'm here. I'm going to see that. I'm going to go up there. And, and, and I went up there on top of that mountain. I had a time with God. My goodness, he and I just had an awesome worship experience together. And, and he downloaded in me. Sometimes you got to do the hard stuff to get the good stuff. Amen. You got to do the hard stuff to get the good stuff. And those things are reserved for those who are willing to do whatever it takes. And sometimes you have to do it alone. Are you willing to do it alone? Are you willing to know God in a more intimate way and dive into the deeper depths of, of him if you have to do it by yourself? Well, you might have to because it's called the secret place of the Most High. It's when you meet him in the secret place and you meet him in the secret place and you meet him in the secret place and I meet him in the secret place that we come together as a deeper people. Amen? Here's what Richard Foster says. Superficiality is the curse of our age. The doctrine of instant satisfaction is a primary spiritual problem. Instant satisfaction. In other words, I'm supposed to be able to come down the aisle and get prayed for and instantly all my problems are solved. It could be that you have to do like Jesus said and continue knocking, continue seeking, continue praying, and continue to be persistent and drawing deeper and deeper with the Lord. It could be that that thing that you're praying for is a symptom of a deeper spiritual issue and he's trying to heal that so he can heal the physical issue. It could be that he don't want to give you instant satisfaction because he's trying to do something greater. It could be that he's not nearly as interested in your comfort as he is interested in your character. I guess I'll get back to this quote. Mm. <laughs> Superficiality is the curse of our age. The doctrine of instant satisfaction is a primary spiritual problem. The desperate need today is not for a greater number of intelligent people, but for deep people. And so if you're diving into the depths of the knowledge of his wisdom, and if you're diving in the depths and I'm diving in the depths, then when we come to church together, we won't be satisfied with the smoke because we've been in the fire. Amen. Amen. My goodness. I don't uh, kind of got off 
track here. Let me see if I can find where, where I was preaching. If we are going to have this intimacy with the Lord, this deeper devotion with the Lord, it's going to have to be intentional. It's going to have to be that instead of just being on your to-do list and maybe even at the back of the to-do list or maybe even pushed off of your to-do list, that he becomes the center point of your life. And the most important thing of your life is to know him experientially to know him, to know him in, in, in greater ways and deeper ways. And I know it, this season that gets hard. Everything picks up speed and, and it's almost like there's, there's more to do and, and less time to do it. And, and there's more uh, things to be a part of. And, and, and it begins to just suck on us, doesn't it? It just, just draws from your soul. You're just like, but, but, but they're good things. But the greatest enemy of the great is the good. If it were bad, I would have no problem rejecting it. But because it's good, I, I want to do it. And, and there's just so many good things that you can do until you realize you've missed the great thing. And that is to draw deeper with the Lord. As to spend time with Him. This, this season is just, uh, I, I, get, I get a little anxious. I, 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 I don't like all of the hustle and bustle, all the chaos. I hate chaos. I hate uh, the clutter, and, and, and it just grinds on me. And, and, and now, because of that, apparently um, something may or may not have happened that I don't have to go to Tyler anymore at Christmas time. I went, I went, Christy used to ask me to go Christmas shopping with her, and, uh, and uh, I almost made it. I, I mean, it was the last stop of the day. The tension kept building up, kept building up. And, uh, and then I nearly ended up in a fist fight in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I, I just can't stand. She's like, look, I'll do the shopping. I'll do the shopping. Which sometimes a little scary too. <laughs> I saw a picture the other day. It said, I know it looks sweet with me holding her hand, but actually I'm just keeping her from going and spending money. So. <laughs> but this season, this season, it just... It just gets frenzied, doesn't it? You just watch your time and your treasures just fly away. If we're going to have intimacy with God, we must be intentional about, about meeting him in the secret place. About spending time in his presence. You shouldn't push God. Number one, we shouldn't put God on our to-do list. But I understand there is a discipline of saying, no, I will start with a devotion time. But let me tell you, if he's just on the to-do list, he gets getting pushed back and pushed back and then off. But we need to make sure that he is our everything, that we draw nearer and nearer to the Lord. I want to look in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. If we're going to have this intimacy with the Lord, if we're going to draw deeper with him, then we will have to be intentional about simplifying our lives. I like the word simple. I like the word simplify. I, I, I love it. And yet, left alone, all of our lives will move from simplicity to complexity. Will it not? Is that right or wrong? Talk to me. Just like the way my shop gets cluttered without me even knowing it. So do our lives get cluttered and just, it just seems like we look up and say, what happened? But 2 Corinthians eleven three 3 says, 
But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, again, our calendars will tell us exactly what the times are like in a more amplified version as they get crowded and more busy. And, but you'd also, there's something else that will, and that's commercials on the television. I still have an antenna because I'm very cheap <laughs> and it's free. And on our antenna television, there's commercials between, you know, in the breaks of the football game. And, and every commercial is, they're so good at what they do in marketing. Because what do they do in their marketing? They try to convince you that your life would be complete with their product. But you're incomplete without their product. And, and this is exactly the way Satan comes in and deceives Eve and says, you know what? Uh, so what? You have all the other trees. That one tree will make you like God. The fruit of that tree will make you wise. It, it, it's, it's good for food. It, it's beautiful for the eyes. It, 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 it fulfills all three of the First John passage, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That one thing is the, the one thing that will fulfill your life. And so this is the deception that Satan threw on Eve, and he continues to do it on us. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve, from by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted y'all know what it is to be corrupted y'all know when something goes bad right open up that container in the refrigerator oh that's that's bad <laughs> something's become defiled something bad has entered into something good it's corrupted it said your minds can be corrupted can be corrupted but it says corrupted from something not corrupted by something. We know who it's by, but it's corrupted from something. It's leading you from where it should be to somewhere else. And what is the place that it should be? Simplicity. But I fear that Satan has corrupted our minds and led us away from simplicity. Even as, as tri uh, children of God, as Christians, that, that we would draw back to simplicity and say, Lord, Lord, the main thing is that I become even more and more infinite, uh, intimate with the infinite. That I would know you more, that I would be more deeply involved in, 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 in that spiritual need that's in my soul. And that I would draw nearer to you. And so because of that, I have to order my life towards simplicity it may mean that you have to say no to a lot of good things in order to say yes to the great thing of being in the presence of God I, I think about Martha and Mary and the, the two and man if that's not a picture of Christmas time and and Martha said Jesus would you tell my sister to help me in the kitchen Jesus said Martha Martha you're doing many things but Mary has done the one thing. She's chosen the one thing. Would you choose the one thing? Make it the thing, and that is a deeper relationship with the Lord. Amen. I need to wrap this thing up. It's foolish to think that the winds of this world are going to blow you towards simplicity. If I get out there on the lake and I kill the motor and, and, and don't drop the trolling motor, do you know what I have to do to drift? Nothing. It's just going to happen. 
Do you know what you have to do in your life to move from the simplicity of Christ to complexity, chaos, confusion, and then he's completely out of your life? Do you know what that's going to take? Nothing. You don't do anything. You don't do anything. Nothing whatsoever. And you will drift towards that direction. And so it's a foolish thing to think that the winds of this world are going to blow you towards simplicity. It ain't going to happen. Those who determining to simplify their lives, those who determine to simplify their lives, quickly discover it's a rigorous solo voyage against the wind. Now, I've, I've one time sailed in a sailboat, a little catamaran in Pensacola, Florida, and, and those things blow me away. It's amazing how those things even work. But the fact that you can go into the wind just blows my mind. But if you think that the winds of this world are going to push you toward Jesus, we know better, don't we? We know that it's going to have to be intentional to, to, to be diligent to stay connected into fellowship with the Lord. We know that the winds are going to blow this. Here's this, this poem. One ship drives east and another drives west with the selfsame winds that blow. Tis the set of the sails and not the gales which tells us the way to go. It's not just going to happen. You'll have to make a determined decision to say, no, I, I am, I'm decided that I'm going to draw deeper into the depths for the Lord. I'm going to know him. Like Paul says, oh, I want to know him. I want to know him so personally, so deeply. I don't have to wonder, was that God? I don't have to ask myself, did, did I just have a God moment? I'm like, no, I had a God moment. <laughs> was that a divine invitation? Absolutely it was. I want to know him that way, and I'm going to intentionally draw near and near to God, and there are going to be some things in my life I have to say no to. I have to say, I'm sorry, I can't make that appointment. I'm sorry I can't meet that schedule because I have an appointment already set with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. And so I have to be intentional about it. And, and, and so here's the, the question. Are you going to be devoted or are you going to be divided? Mm. Am I going to be devoted to him in the depths of who he is? Or am I going to be divided and I'm split over here between doing this and doing that and going to this Christmas party and cooking those Christmas dishes. And, and I said this earlier, that, that gals, if, if you think that the two hours that you spend on that one dish is worth missing two hours you spent with the Lord, what's probably going to happen with that dish, it's going to get lost with all the other dishes and at the end of your Christmas event, it's going to be split up and put in Tupperware bowls and sent home as leftovers. <laughs> it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. But that time with the Lord could be so infinitely valuable that it could change your day, it could change your Christmas season, and it could change your life. So let's, let's draw in deeper and deeper into the presence of the Lord and make it intentional. Each week, Leading up to Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve, I want to give a discipline of how we can draw nearer to the Lord and how we can become more intimate with the infinite.
And so I pray that you would continue to come as we uh, are going to be a purposeful, intentional people and say, no, this is, this is the reason for the season, that we might know him, that we might know him. Father God, I praise you for the goodness of who you are. And I pray we'd not just be in it for the costume. I pray that we would just be satisfied bobbing around on the surface, satisfied just sitting on the sidelines, just satisfied uh, being uh, named a Christian and, and maybe per- perhaps we'll make it to heaven someday. But no, Lord, that we would drive ourselves intentionally, be so driven that we might know you. That our personal relationship with you is more valuable than anything on this earth. It's more important than anything on our calendars. Lord, I pray that we would just be so purposeful in this. It would be our one desire. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.